Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who might not be quite as excited uh, as I am about the month of March, but nevertheless, we are here, episode 45. How are you doing today, Brandon? I am I am great, and I, you know what? I'm very excited for March because March, we got the, the draft hype. We have March Madness. Um, basketball is going on. We still don't have baseball quite yet because um, no one cares about baseball. That's my hot take for today. Does anyone in the audience care about baseball? We yeah, have... I mean, I care about baseball, I guess. Uh, hold on, I haven't introduced you yet. No one, no one knows who you are. <laughs> you asked the question. <laughs> you asked the question. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, th- that voice, of course, is the uh, Mr. Reliable, amazing human, mogul, uh, master of everything, the exquisite producer, Max Marco. Max. Exquisite, there you go. You do like baseball? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm a pretty big uh, Blue Jays fan. So. Mm-hmm. so, do you go to a lot of Blue Jays games from Buffalo? It's, how, I mean, not a lot, but, but I mean, like enough. Yeah. yeah. So how, how close is it to you? Probably around, depending on traffic, probably around like an hour, hour and a half. That's not too bad. That's not too terrible. Okay. Well, we have a fun episode planned, as always. Trevor, why don't you give us the rundown for today? Today, we will start off with Tony Romo's new contract worth seventeen million dollars. Beautiful thing. I'm super excited. Yes. Uh, Pre- fan crazy. submitted. That's fan submitted. We'll get to that though. It's fan submitted. We were going to talk well, about we, it. Anyway. We were going to talk about yeah, it anyway. Yeah, but it yeah. was fan submitted. I got to give <laughs> credit right. where credit's due. All right. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Steph Curry. Um, he was yeah. originally supposed to come back tonight, but uh, that's no longer the case. We will talk about that. We will get into small talk trivia, randomly ranked. Got a good one for you today for that. Yes, uh, we do. Trevor's Corner, the NFL Combine, some talk about some just insane numbers from uh, some different players, uh, college basketball, and the NBA to finish it out. We got like Jason Tatum, who's been playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in college basketball, talk a little about maybe about Ben's Dayton Flyers. So yeah, it should be. Good I think episode. you might have missed. We we do have ten for ten with Ben today. Did you miss that in the rundown? Yes, that is after small how, talk how, trivia. How, how dare I? Yeah, how dare I? We should that. introduce uh, Ben. How dare everyone, I? welcome uh, Ben Ben O'Brien back to the podcast today. We will have ten of ten, 10 for ten with Ben. Um, you want to say hi? How's it going? All right, good. Job. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm I'm half I'm kind of happy you're here. <laughs> Seven out of ten for me. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Uh, first, we're going to start off with Tony Romo's new $17 million contract. This is submitted by, again, my good friend Chris. Thank you so much for uh, giving us. We have something later for you, too, because you also had another submission. We appreciate it um, a lot. Uh, so this this is probably the most exciting piece of news I've ever received, ever. Um, because Tony Romo is one of my favorite people on this earth. He is the greatest commentator I've ever heard. He can guess plays before they happen. He gives in-depth analysis, high-level thinking on football that truly no one's ever given before. I mean, you look at ESPN, they have Jason Witten, who Booger McFarlane to the worst out there. Um, so what do you think about Tony Romo? Because this gives me so much joy to talk about because Tony Romo is just so amazing. What do you think? Um, you know, Tony Romo, he's he's for sure been a great commentator. Not, he's been the best. There you go. Good uh, job. Yeah. He's been the best uh, NFL commentator that they've had. Um, it's, you know... Especially when I would listen to him commentate like the Patriots games, it's always interesting because he'll he, again he'll like predict some of the yes. things that'll happen, and um, in a way, well, when when I in particular watch Patriots games, sometimes it actually gets annoying to me because I'm like Tony, what, why why do you gotta call it out? Like I, I don't know, but he's he does a great job nevertheless. Seventeen million, just insane. It's a lot of money. Um, well, he, like he's making more than like I think it's like ninety percent of NFL players, which. I think a couple players aren't maybe so happy See, about that. And okay, maybe rightfully so. Hold honestly, on, hold on. But. Let's let's discuss that. Let's break that down a little bit. That's a ridiculous thing. 
Because this is just supply and demand. This is the logic of the world in getting mm-hmm. jobs. I mean, they're only upset because he's a past player. That's the only reason they're upset. The, he's the best at what he does. He deserves his amount of money. And Darren Ravel uh, posted a uh, a poll, and he said, are you more or less likely to watch games with Tony Romo commenting? And it was like, I think like 68% or 62%. But it was in the 60s percent, so they are more likely to watch games with Tony Romo is um, commentating, which is an enormous number. I would think 20% more is an enormous number. I think that that claim is so ridiculous because it has no comparison. They don't compare. That's the thing. I mean, is it ridiculous that Stephen A. Smith makes a lot of money? I don't personally like him, but a lot of people do, and a lot of people watch him and follow him. I mean, that's just... To me, that's a stupid argument. I think players should definitely get more guaranteed money. We've talked about the CBA on this podcast, but it's so ridiculous to say, like, he's making so much more money than the players that he's commentated on, but that's that's how the world works. If someone is wanted, they're going to get more money. And, I mean, he's he would have gotten probably even more money from ESPN, uh, and he decided just to stay with CBS. So I don't I don't like that take because I, I think it's just a ridiculous claim. That's just how the world works. If people are wanted and really, really sought after, they're going to get more money. I mean, doesn't that make sense? Or does that not make sense to you? What, what's the counter-argument I mean, in your mind? It, it makes sense. I get it. But I can also see how different NFL players might be upset given how, you know, the toll it takes on your body playing and football versus just they do. sitting in a and studio. And they should get more money. I'm just saying it. the comparison of saying, oh, this guy was a pass football player. I don't get how he's making $17 million commentating on us. is ridiculous. Because there's plenty of players that make plenty of money. Or not players, excuse me. Plenty of people make plenty of money for doing completely stupid things while Tony Romo is doing something that's legitimate and very hard to do and is making a lot of money. No, I mean, yeah, I get he's definitely the best at it, so it like it it makes sense, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying I understand the other side of it as well. And I mean, think I about would, like the amount of money that the that CBS gets from broadcasting these games, like the 17 million in my opinion, it's relatively easy. And supposedly the deal is for 5 years, and I think if CBS gets their deal extended uh with the NFL and broadcasting their games, then his deal also extends. So it'll be it'll probably be end up being more than 100 million is what it was reported as. To me, I don't I don't like the comparison cuz I don't think it's it's a good comparison. I don't think there's much to compare there. Um, and I, I agree, like, players put their bodies on the line, and they should get more money. But to say that just because Tony Romo gets this obscene amount of money to commentate, they deserve more money is not. That's that's not why they deserve more money. They deserve more money for many, many reasons, but that's not one of them. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's more just, like, Tony Romo doesn't deserve that much. But, yeah, I mean, it's, Tony Romo you know, deserves more. Interesting. Argument. In my opinion. <laughs> He's that great. He's the, if, if anyone hasn't heard Tony Romo commentate a game, it's, it's magical. What happens? He's so great. But let's let's move forward. Um, Steph Curry is returning back to the Warriors soon. Uh, so here's the question I want to propose to you: Is this good or bad for the Warriors? And let's let's break down the question a little bit. Uh, obviously, it is best for the Warriors in terms of winning. But do the Warriors want to win at this point in the season? Like they're not going to go anywhere. They're not going to make the playoffs, right? I think they're close to out, if yeah, not out. Yeah, they're not making the playoffs. But I think the thing here. Um, is that I think you do want him back once he is once you know for sure that he's 100% healthy because I think it's good to kind of at the end of the year get him to play um, in some actual NBA games with like Andrew Wiggins and just some of these new pieces that weren't there yeah. at the beginning of the season. I mean, it's a, it's a new team kind of. So I think it's definitely good that once he's 100% healthy, um, not 99, but 100%, and they determine that he's able to come back, I think he should for at least the past few weeks to just kind of, you know, get the team chemistry, you know, improved and, you know, so they can be ready for next year to try to make a run at it. Yeah, I, I agree to an extent. I, I think there's no reason to rush them back. I mean, we, what are they playing for? They're playing for the toilet bowl at this point. It doesn't even matter. So I, I see no reason to rush him back in the slightest bit. Let him take all the time he needs. Same with Clay. There's no reason. I think they Clay's now out for the whole year. I think that was announced recently, too. He won't be back. But there's no reason for, I mean, to they don't rush him back. I know he, he was supposed to come back today, uh, March 1st, but he's not. 
um, I believe. So I, I think, you know, there's just no reason to rush him back. He comes back when he wants to come back. And it, for the points that you said, it, it, it is solid. I think that, um, you know, to get him kind of playing with his teammates that are a little bit newer and kind of getting these young guys, you know, Jordan Poole. Um, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, uh, who's the guy from Villanova? Pascal is Pascal um, still. Josh, wait, no. I think Pascal is Eric Pascal. Yeah, yeah, still yep. there. Mm-hmm. Um, getting these guys who are younger, um, who are kind of gelling with the players who normally play on the team. I, I agree that is that is a good thing to do. Um, but that's kind of it for a small talk today. We had a, we had a shorter small talk, which well, is interesting. You know, knowing us, we might go still an hour with all this other. Yeah, stuff, I know. So you you we'll never see. know. You never know with this podcast. Although people like the longer episodes, which I find very interesting. Um, because we, we were sticking to 30 minutes, and the reason we were doing it is because I thought more people would listen if they were shorter. But people like the long episodes. So let's move over to Small Talk Trivia. And I think we got two good questions today. Obviously, I don't know your question, but uh, I know I have a good question. So, Max, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it on over to you. Who would you like to go first? It's all up to you, being that you are the smartest and greatest person in the room. I'm going to go with the old... Uh... The classic uh, decision-making process, which okay. is I'm uh, thinking of a number between, um, we'll go we'll go ten and right. twenty. Go ahead, Trevor. You're up first. Fifteen. I knew exactly. Of course. You know what? I should. I'm going first. That's because just because you <laughs> went right in the middle. Okay. I'm kidding. I mean, I'm kidding. you know, if <laughs> it's not fifteen, I would go with fourteen. Correct answer was 13. There we go. Okay, right. you got one. No, I'll go first anyway. Okay, so here's my question. We have the uh, March Madness tournament coming up, right? Yes. Uh, so I, want, I you know, beg this question to you. What is the last team to win the national tournament, you know, win it, that is not from a Power 6 conference? It's not from a Power 6 yes. conference. So okay. I don't know what conference this team was in, but I'm not considering them. A, I'm gonna. This is kind of my my clue, I guess you could say. I'm not considering UConn a mid major. Okay, they were, so yeah. basically the last mid major yeah, to I win the national championship. So can, can, uh, UConn is out. Okay, they are not a right. Yeah, well, they were in the Big East and yeah, American anyway, Athletic. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just wanted to clarify just in case. What I, I don't remember exactly what conference they were in at what time, but I'm just saying for the sake of this, they are not a mid major. So right. UConn will not be the correct answer. Power six. Okay, so. In the 90s, UNLV had at least one, so that's a potential option. Mm-hmm. Um, other Power 6 teams. So I got to think if there was w- – now, was there one more recent is now what I have to figure out. It's, so it's UNLV possible. in the 90s, that's a potential option. Um, after that, we had, like, a couple good Arkansas teams. We had some good Duke teams. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, like – the one Michigan State team in 2000 was there another in the 90s though I'm not I'm not too sure that could have been a mid-major you know what? I'm not going to even overthink this one I'm just going to go UNLV final is that your answer. final answer yes that is correct I didn't think you were going to get it I'm very surprised um but you you know your history um so that makes the score now 21 to 15 I am dragging behind solid and I, I know your question is difficult, so I'm, I'm prepared for it. It is a little difficult today. Um, so the North Carolina Tar Heels have not been good this season, to say the least. No, they've been terrible. And at this point, they're not making the NCAA tournament. Okay. So what is the last year when the North Carolina Tar Heels did not make the NCAA tournament? Oof. Okay, so I do not know this one off the top of my head. I have to think. Was it in our lifetime? Can I get that clue? Yeah, it's in our lifetime. It is in our lifetime? So... I would imagine it has to be in, like, the early 2000s, okay? So I know that 
They won in 05. I, again, this is going to be a complete guess. I, I'm not going to be 100% sure. Yeah, I'll um, also tell you that um, Roy Williams coached teams at the Tar Heels. They've only missed it twice uh, since he's been at North Carolina. Okay. That doesn't help a ton, but thank you. Okay. I mean, when was he? He was hired in what, the 80s? 90s? No, no, no. Early 2000s. It was early 2000s? Yes. Okay. So maybe it's a little bit um, later than I originally thought. I will go with 2006. Okay, that's not correct. Oof. The answer is 2010. They didn't oh, make it. more recent than I thought. They right. finished. You have something you to say? I hate to interrupt. I hate to interrupt. You no, you, please this don't is hate. not my segment. No, no. You're welcome to interrupt. Do you know what happened to them in that 2010 season, Trevor? Do you know what they did? They went to the NIT championship and they lost to who? Ugh. Dayton. Dayton. The University of Dayton Flyers. Ooh. I just had to. I had to. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, I, I love it. that you pointed that you, out. You have, please. Yeah. We, we welcome it. You they, have... they finished 20 and 17 that year, North Carolina did. Really? Yeah. Hey, if they, they win Not out, great. they'll basically finish with that <laughs> this year. Yeah. They're, they're going to be even worse than that. So, yeah, yeah. I know. They're, they're, they're bad this year. All right. Good questions. Uh, but you're not going to move into the segment 10 for 10 with Ben O'Brien. Very excited for the segment. I'm, I'm excited to see. Do we have any interaction today or is it just a... Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm always going to ask you guys something because I want to see if you guys know it. Beautiful. I'm always right, interested to see if you guys know it. Ben, I'm super excited to hear what you have to say. So, this isn't the question, but who was the number one preseason? Who was the number one team in the country? Um, Not my favorite team ever. Who was it, Brandon? Mm, just uh, say it. A team in East Lansing. Yes, it was the Michigan State Spartans. <sighs> yes. So, I started thinking. They're obviously not... They beat Maryland yesterday, right? They're not Sales. playing that well, though. No, they're they not are not playing that well today or this year. So, I was wondering, who is the last team to... Uh, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Who is the last team to be a number one overall seed and win preseason and win the national championship? The the number one yes, team preseason, preseason and win the national to, championship. To win the national championship. Who is the last team to do that? Was it the Kentucky team? I was thinking maybe a Kentucky team. Yeah, no. 2012 Kentucky? It was not. I was just like thinking that that's an option they Is were it, um, north carolina was the number one seed that or preseason number one that year that year yep was it the duke team 2010 duke team no they were not preseason number one um kansas kansas and uh he's throwing nuts oh wait no. no is it a blue blood it i'm is trying a blue to go blood. back and hit i'm trying to <laughs> well, go back year by year that limited the teams <laughs> um i don't is it north carolina it is north carolina uh, i gotta guess okay. what year it wasn't 20. There's no oh, way it's 2017. Was it 27? It was 09? Oh, it was, yeah, Trevor's right. It was 2009. They were the number one preseason, and they won. They were number one seed, and they won the national championship. With Tyler Hansborough. So. Ironically, they beat Michigan State that year. They did beat Michigan State that year. I think it was in, that game was in, like, Detroit or something. Yeah, yes, that, that, team Detroit. Was, that team was really good. Um, That team was really good. So, what I'm getting at here is that I'm looking. NBC Sports has them as a five seed right now in the tournament. And who are they projected to play? Stephen F. Austin. Hmm. Sounds familiar, right? Stephen F. Austin's pretty good. So, my whole point is... Oh, who are you mentioning? Who's a five seed? Michigan State Michigan is projected oh, as a five State. seed, okay. according to NBC Sports. Yes. They have projected to play Stephen F. Austin. Okay. Okay. So, my whole point is, Michigan State's probably not going to win the national championship, and I was just surprised to see that it's not very often that the number one preseason team wins the national championship. Yeah. So, yeah. I just yeah, think yeah. I thought that yeah, was yeah, no, no, that is a good That's point. True. They mentioned that on... I can't remember what platform it was on. I want to say it was ESPN, but they did... They mentioned, like, a similar thing about how, like... oh. Maybe it was like there's something I read on like Ken Palm or something like that. I don't know, but it was about how like they're. The, I think they fell the most out of any projected number one team at the end of the year in like the last twenty years because like their RPI at like one point in time was like not like low per se but lower. 
I mean, it is. They definitely yeah. have not. Michigan State has not gone up to expectations, but they also haven't had Josh Langford the whole year. Right. Who you would say arguably? I mean, he's not better than Cassius Winston. Would be probably their number two guy on the team. Um, but they, I think they're set up. Obviously, Cassius Winston's leaving this year, but they're set up. I think this is a completely separate topic. They're set up to be pretty good next year. I think. I still think they'll, they'll you know they'll be pretty solid with Rocket Watts. Is Xavier Tillman? Is he staying? Um, he is he a junior? I, I forget if he's a junior or senior. But I'm not even 100. But Michigan sure. State, you know they. Yeah, they obviously fell out of the top 25 for a right. couple weeks. But nevertheless, I mean, they're a program that's going to be good pretty much every year. With Tom Izzo as your head coach, you're going to be good pretty much every year. You know, they have yeah. the, the name recognition. A lot of players not even a good know coach. that. And, um, you you know, you always have decent, like, prospects out of Michigan and Ohio that are going to be looking at Michigan State as one of their top options. So they're always going to be, you know, in the mix. That is very, very true. Okay. Let's move over to randomly ranked. I, I'm, I'm excited because... There's been a lot of hype around this segment in the uh, the room today with the four of us. Uh, so, randomly ranked today is going to be best Pop-Tart flavors. Now, <laughs> saying this, I think we have a lot of different opinions in this room. Max, um, I don't know if you want to start. Do you want to start today? you want one of us to go first? I mean, I don't really care. I, I only have the one that I yeah. would say is the best. So, so we'll, we'll wait for you. Okay. Trevor, why don't you okay. start off your top three favorite Pop-Tart flavors? All right. So, number three, I'm going to start off with Strawberry. Okay. Now, strawberry, they're, they're just, like, solid. There's a lot of different Pop-Tart flavors that I just kind of like. Um, there isn't necessarily one that I absolutely love, okay. but there's a decent amount that I just, like, eh, they're all right. I'll, you know, okay. I could eat this Pop-Tart. All so right. that's number three. Number two, and, and I have a feeling that Max doesn't like these. That's that's just my guess. Okay. But I'm going to say number two, brown sugar cinnamon. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was that, correct. That, that noise from Max before the podcast <laughs> we were talking about. Which one? Max said there's only one he likes. And then he said there's one that's really uh, yeah. popular that he hates. I knew and then he's, I knew he's so yeah, bad. I knew we knew that was going to happen. Okay, hold on. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it, Max. We'll get to it. I knew he was going to say that because I know Brandon also likes those. Um, but yeah, number two, brown sugar cinnamon. Number one, um, and I think brown sugar cinnamon and this one are the two most popular okay. um, by, yeah, I think they're the most popular. Number one is blueberry. They're just okay. so solid. I don't think I've ever had I, blueberry. I, okay. They're very good. Blueberry okay. are great. That's my number one. Max, so what is your favorite one? Oh, by far, Hot Fudge Sunday. Okay. Okay. It's the only good one. That's okay. So Well, not the only good one. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to my three, then we're gonna have we're gonna have a small debate. Ben, you're gonna have to join in in your debate. Right. Do you wanna give your top I mean, at this point, do you wanna give your top I know your top I three mean, are. My, the best one's blueberry. So when Trevor said blueberry, right. I was ecstatic. Okay. That's all I mean blueberry, it's the best one. So here, here's here's what I here's my top three. First of all, brown sugar is a phenomenal pop tart, oh and that God. is a really your take is it's bad. So bland. It's and not. It's just, yes, it is. It's. I just don't think it's bland. I think here's the thing. I think it's so unique. Okay, you don't see something <laughs> like that. They put cinnamon on brown sugar. Cinnamon is like one of the most popular like dessert flavors ever. Like in what though? Anything like I've never had an apple brown. pie, ice cream. Like it's what all. What ice the cream place. is brown sugar cinnamon? Cinnamon ice cream. You never had cinnamon like peppermint. Cinnamon that would be terrible. Cream? It exists. I don't think that's a good one. So my number three is brown sugar. I love brown sugar. I I I might have even put it up higher. Now when you said hot fudge, I I like the take because I think anything with chocolate in it is going to be good. Okay, so let's just take that one out. Right, my my question is. Okay. Are you guys eating these? Plain out of the, right out of the fo- the foil, or are you heating let's, it up? Let's get there. We're gonna get there because that's a valid that's a valid thing we're getting to. Number two, I have cookies and cream. I'm surprised that wasn't in your top three, Trevor. I thought you'd put that at one when you said tied with the most popular because I feel like cookies and cream is really popular. They're also popular. Yeah, and I also like them as well. 
Number one, I think this is undisputed. I am obsessed with these Pop-Tarts. I remember being younger. This guy's not going to listen. My friend Noah. Um, I don't, I don't say he's listening. Noah Barrison, if you're listening. He's not going to listen. But if he is, I remember my junior, senior year area, right when he got close to when he got his license. So that was definitely before junior because he's a little older. I remember we were obsessed with these Pop-Tarts. And these are by far the best ones, in my opinion, is the Red Velvet Pop-Tart. Have you had one, Max? Oh, you, you get the reaction that you yeah, haven't had one. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had one. We're going to have a Red Velvet Pop-Tart taste test them. on this podcast. You haven't had them either? I know you've no. had them. I mean, anything Red Velvet's delicious. Red Velvet is such a fabulous flavor. I, I think you will change your opinion after having the Red Velvet ones. Because See, those, that's the thing, too, is I feel like there's more Pop-Tart flavors than you've had, out there that I Maybe we should just I buy a ton had. of them and just have like a t- t- taste test on the podcast. That'll That'd just be, be our next randomly ranked. Okay, You're paying for them? <laughs> It'll come out of the podcast fund. <laughs> that doesn't exist. <laughs> okay, so let's let's debate. So, you, what? Do you, how do you? How do you all? Well, Ben, you just go through your top three real quick because um, they're all fruity ones. No, I think brown sugar cinnamon would probably be my third. Is it really? Yeah, I you didn't like them. No, I they've grown on me. I, they have to be heated up though. I don't like them okay. not heated up. Um, I think cherry's pretty good. Probably be my second is cherry, okay. and then blueberry's number one. Obviously. Okay. So, I want to point out. Anything fruity is disgusting. I can't believe that is even possibly thrown out in a... I can't believe that something like that would even be tasty, like good tasting. Okay, it's terrible. Nothing like that should be in a Pop-Tart. I, that's that's how I think. Max, you, you look like you have a reaction to... I mean, to like the fruit ones, I don't... They I don't, suck. I wouldn't heat them up. If I were going to eat them, I'd eat them... I mean raw, straight out of the foil. So here's another thing. Do, do, Trevor, do you heat them up at all, ever? Um, you seem to be like someone that wouldn't heat them up. Honestly, it doesn't make a difference to me. I like them either way. It makes so, a huge difference. I actually agree with Trevor. I, I, like I don't. Both, I don't both have ways. a huge difference, so I don't normally heat them up ever. Especially like the cinnamon ones. Like it's completely different taste if you heat it up compared to eating it cold. You think I'm Maybe. gonna have to? We're gonna have to test it out because I, I don't know. I don't. Mm. I don't. I've never, pretty much never had them heated up, but they don't do a ton for me. I just eat them the straight out of the package. But the thing is, I, I can't believe your take is that you don't like brown sugar because I think they're no, really good. I don't like brown sugar. I mean, it's kind of like the Reese's things. Like I, they're not bad. Just I just think that they're the worst. Well, here's the, the difference: the you Reese's take really is terrible. The re- that is that is one of the worst takes. Right? Reese's is by far the best candy. But no, we're not we're not discussing it's not candy today. It's it's, not, it's not even close. It's like it's like Reese's is on its own tier of candy. It's so good. The peanut butter chocolate combination, which that's another good one. The peanut butter chocolate. Uh, Pop tart yeah. flavor is yeah. another really good one. That is that that combination is unmatched. Nothing can beat that. Nothing. But saying that, brown sugar cinnamon, great pop tart. Yeah, I think that that's I agree. undisputed. <laughs> Even after Max said it isn't. If I really like try to stretch to like understand his viewpoint, I think I can see maybe why he thinks they're like bland. I yes. think I can kind of understand that. Very bland. But I also just I still like the taste of it. I know. I know. See, I think the taste I can't is really so explain good. It. The thing is, is I, I don't see a lot of, like, that combination of something else. I know you say there is, but I don't I don't really know another dessert that's quite like that. And the thing is, is I'm such a chocolate fanatic that something like that that's not chocolate. I understand there's a lot of sugar in it. Like, I get that. But I'm saying it's not chocolate, and I think it's that good without chocolate. I mean, could you Actually, imagine? you know what? Uh, the, the other one that I like, too, is uh, the s'mores one. You know, uh, we were good. talking about that before, too. The s'mores one's really good. Again, yeah. anyone with chocolate in it's pretty yeah. much going to be good. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's, that's unsaid. I think... But, I think the s'mores in particular is better in the when you put it in a toaster. I think that I can one see in that, particular. but that's because s'mores and is it's a it's a hot item. Exactly. You you, yeah. you know you roast s'mores. I I see that. That's a good that's a good point. Okay, a lot of lot of interesting takes on randomly ranked today. Um, we're gonna shift on over to uh, my personal favorite segment, which is Trevor's Corner, which is basically just where Trevor does 
you know, talks about something that I've never heard of. So I get to learn something. Trevor, what do we got today? We, we got some uh, playoffs, right? Yeah, so we got uh, the Ohio uh, high school playoffs have mm-hmm. begun. Which, actually, wait, I want to point something out before you start, because I know you're talking about Ohio playoffs. Recently, we have been having a lot of downloads in a specific country that is random. Max, you don't know this. Everyone else <laughs> I've talked to about I've talked to you about this, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. We've had an absurdly large amount of downloads in France. Bonjour. I still think bon, it, bonjour. I, I still think it might be some kind of bot or something. I'm not. It, it might know. be. It might be like a VPN or something. But if you were in France and listening to this, please follow us at SmallBallerPod on Twitter and please send us the direct message because I want to hear from you. No, send a beignet. Wait. That's what you should send. Send to who? A beignet. It's like the little, oh yes, yes, little dessert thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> just send us desserts that too. But seriously, follow us on Twitter because I want to know who you are. If somehow you are finding us in France, I don't know how you're doing that. But if you are, please come find us. Uh, what we're about to talk about is Ohio high school basketball. So you might want to skip past this part because you're not going to know anything that's happening here. Who, go ahead, Trevor. Who knows? You yeah, know, you, know, might be maybe, you never know. That. But um, interesting here in um, the Twinsburg district in okay. the Cleveland region, we have um, both of our alma maters, both of our high schools playing in this district and both have the potential to play each other. Yep. Now, so Shaker Heights, who is the one seed in this district, is playing my high school, the Warren G. Harding Raiders, who are the four seed this Wednesday at Twinsburg High School. And the two seed Garfield Heights is playing your Solon Comets, the yep. three seed on Thursday. And if... Now, both of our schools would have to pull an upset, but if they do, they would match up next Saturday at Twinsburg High School. So, interesting there. We'll see what happens. It's probably not going to happen because I highly doubt we're going to beat Shaker Heights. Shaker Heights has been solid. I don't think someone will be beating Garfield Heights. We barely got past Hudson. Um, So, but if that happens, that would be uh, great. Um, And I was also looking ahead to, like, see potential games um, I might be able to go to. Um, so like Bowling Green, obviously at the Stroh Center, they have some different like regional games that they host. Um, so like, for example, um, in division two, there are games. Lima? Yeah, there's like a, so like Lima Shawnee, who is a division two school. They've played very well this season. And I believe they are in the, let's see, I think they're in this district. Yes. So they are the one seed in, um, a district and they would end up playing in at the Stroh Center. I, I think it's on the 14th if they do get there. Um, yes. So on Saturday, March 14th, Lima's Shawnee could potentially play there. So that's a game I'm going to maybe possibly go to. Mm-hmm. I thought about it. Um, we also have back in Division One um, some interesting matchups. Uh, you have the potential to have um, St. Ed's, and this is the matchup I really want to see, is St. Ed's and Lima Senior, because Lima Senior, um, we they have a Bowling Green commit, Josiah Fulcher, yep. uh, a guard who has just had an amazing year for Lima he Senior, has. and their team's been very good. St. Ed's, in a lot of different polls, has been the number one team in the state, or at the very least top three in the state of Ohio. So that potential matchup is something I, I'm hoping for, um, that would be, I believe, at uh, Toledo. I believe is where they would play. So I'm hoping for that matchup. Um, and we also have potential matchups that we might be able to go to see at uh, Cleveland State. So I'm hoping that um, the Cleveland Regional, I'm hoping we get some good matchups there. Um, potentially, like, Green's another team who's been playing really well there in, like, the Akron area. So potentially, like, see them or even, like, a Kent McKinley who has um, is coached by... Uh, Andrew Vlakovich, who formerly coached at Warren G. Harding. He's now the coach at Kent McKinley. And their star player, Kobe Johnson, a player that has some Mac offers, has a Bowling Green offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually took a visit to Bowling Green um, a couple weeks ago to watch a game. And 
He's, you know, he's another good guard. So we'll see what happens there. But really, I'm just interested to see, in particular, like, games that are in, like, regional finals at the Stroh Center and also Wolstein Center at CSU for us potentially to go see. Because you got, again, Green, you got Shaker Heights. I think those potentially could be matchups. Um, I think Cleveland Heights, who actually Cleveland Heights, there was this thing going on with Cleveland Heights where they weren't even going to be eligible for the OHSAA. I, I think... I don't know exactly what the violations were for, but they are in it. it. I think the decision changed, so that's another team who potentially could be in that final. So it'll be interesting to see. But um, you know that will conclude uh, this week's Trevor's Corner. Um, you know next week, hopefully we have some other good stuff, maybe some more updates on the Ohio high school state playoffs. Yeah, no, Trevor's Corner is always always will be a great segment. So let's let's move on over to our main topics today. Um, in our first one, we're going to get right off the bat, fan-submitted topic. Again, we probably would have went over, but I'm glad he submitted it. Um, again, back to Chris. Thank you, Chris, for submitting this. Please keep on submitting, uh, Chris and everyone else, um, because we like to hear your topics that you guys want to hear specifically. Um, and this is one I'm very excited about. I love the NFL draft. That is my favorite couple days of the year, I should say. The first round especially I love. Um, I love seeing who the Ravens are going to get, and that's kind of you know what leads on into this. Um, let's Let's first talk about players that we want to see we'll, we'll say this who is your top player in the draft okay not who the Bengals should draft at one who is your top player in the draft we'll start off with that for the patriots no not for the patriots it's in Wait. general in general oh chase young chase young yeah <laughs> you're like that's an easy decision yeah it's easy it's I, yeah it's not even close. i agree really i i think this year is such a talented draft um in I mean, having that first pick, obviously, you know, the Bengals got to take their quarterback. I, I don't blame them if that is what they do. But Chase Young is such a talented player and a terror to play against. I mean, can you imagine lining him up against someone who's, like, really, really good? Like, I'm saying, like, a someone like uh, Aaron Donald or you got, like, a Von Miller, an outside linebacker. Someone like that where you can't double-team him. I mean, he's going to be crazy good. So let's let's go into the question that Chris actually asked. What um, players we want for our team. So I'm a Ravens fan. Trevor sadly is a Patriots fan. It is okay though. So Trevor, I- I'll go first today. Um, at players that I want to see. So the Ravens, I think, need to get defensive linemen. That is kind of number one. And they have, I believe, the 26th pick, if I remember correctly, or 20. Yeah, I think it's 26. Um, can't remember off the top of my head, 100%. But I think there's a couple players that I'd like the Ravens to get. I, I think there's a couple of reach players that I like. I'd love AJ Espanza. Um, from Iowa, the defensive end, I think he'd be a great addition. Um, I, I personally think he's a little bit better in a 4-3 than a 3-4 um, that the Ravens play, but I really like him a lot. Um, I think the Ravens most likely are going to be getting linebackers. Um, you have players like Clavon uh, Chazian. Uh, I'm definitely saying his name wrong at LSU. Um, he's a DN slash outside linebacker. I like him a lot. Um, there's a lot of guys like LSU's uh, Pat- Patrick Queen, I think. Uh, yeah, Patrick Queen. I love Patrick Queen. I think he'd be a great pickup. Um, but I think the number one guy that I love the most is Kenneth Murray. Um, I think he's rising up the boards a little bit. He had a pretty good um, combine, um, and I like Kenneth Murray a lot. He's an inside linebacker. I think he'd be very, very helpful on the Ravens. Um, him or, I would say, uh, Gross Matos from Penn State, the D-lineman, um, would be great fits. Both of those guys, I think, are more logical fits, I think, that are, are realistically going to get to the Ravens. Um, so any really any defensive player. Uh, there's been a lot of chatter that I've seen online about the Ravens getting a wide receiver early. I don't really want that. I don't think they need to do that. But wide receiver is definitely a position they could improve at. Uh, and there's there's players they could get, especially with this wide receiver draft is so talented. 
so, so talented. There's guys that they will be able to get in the second, third, and fourth rounds that will be great. I mean, you look at a player like Donovan Peoples-Jones from my Michigan Wolverines, um, who his combine was insane. He, he did so well at the combine, which we're going to get to receivers in a minute, I think, at the combine because it was just such a great draft for them. Um, but overall, in my opinion, that I mean, that's who I'd want to get. Um, those couple players. I, I don't think a receiver is as intimate as uh, linemen um, and linebackers. So Trevor, your Patriots have a lot of holes. Um, one of them would be wide receiver. Yes, that's um, correct. But they have a lot of holes in general. Uh, they might have a quarterback-sized hole. So I'm very interested to see who you would say. I, I have a player in my mind that I, I think would be best for them. Who do you think would be best for them? Yeah, so the Patriots' first pick in the first round is uh, the 23rd pick. And um, as you mentioned, there's a lot. This is a great wide receiver class. Um, Amazing. You have guys like uh, Jerry Judy, obviously phenomenal wide receiver mm-hmm. from Alabama. You have Henry Ruggs, who ran the insane 40 time. He's just an insane athlete. I saw this, um, like, uh, I think he had, like, his own hoop mixtape video from high school where he just has, like, these crazy dunks, yep. like, between the legs. Like, there's, he's just insanely athletic. There's the video of Henry Ruggs. I forget. I think they were playing Tennessee. I could be wrong. It's Tennessee or Ole Miss where Tuckavola got uh, intercepted, like, at the goal line. And the player who intercepted the ball was like 20 yards ahead of Ruggs, and he tracked him all the way down, and it, it did not look like he was running as fast as at all. It's like such an insane video. If you if you have time, go watch the video. Um, if I remember, I'll link it, in, link it in the description, but it's insane. So, Trevor, who, who do you want them to draft? Yeah, so I definitely want uh, weapons. I either want a receiver or I want a running back. I think we still have holes um, at the running. I don't Michelle? Really, I don't really like Sonny Michelle that they much. They just drafted I, him. I, yeah, I don't think he's been that great. So I want... For sure, weapons. Um, so definitely, if it's not one of those wide receivers, um, you know, we have running backs like DeAndre Swift um, that potentially I would be open to taking. I would be open to taking. Obviously, if like Henry Ruggs, J- if Jerry Judy's there, it's no question I would be taking him. Jerry now Judy, he he's probably won't there. be there. Yeah. He probably won't be there at twenty. But there's other plenty other good receivers that I think that they. But could get. yes, um, and obviously CeeDee Lamb probably won't be there either. But you know, if Henry Ruggs happens to fall to twenty three, I would definitely like to take him. So, um, okay. So, if I was a Patriots fan, I think you have a debacle. Okay, you can get a quarterback, and I think there's good quarterbacks in this in this draft. There are some good ones, um, or you can get a receiver. And I think you kind of have to weigh what you want. Do you want one of those? There's so many good receivers, but do you want one of those top top guys, or yes, do you I want do. a quarterback? And I think that. They're kind of in a rough spot. What pick that you said they have twenty three? Yeah, I I think twenty three is going to be the spot where they are either fishing around for uh, the Colorado receiver. I'm going to again butcher his name, but uh, Chenault Jr. Um, someone like him. You could possibly get a Donovan Peoples Jones, a Michael Pittman. Um, you got like guys like KJ Hemler. Um, so you have different players there. Justin Jefferson, uh, T Higgins. People like those guys um, that I think will be there. I don't see C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs maybe, but I don't see C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy being there. And I don't think Henry Ruggs is quite on their level. Um, and again, there, there's so many good receivers, but I don't see them quite there. So I, in my opinion, I would get a quarterback. At 23? Yes, at no, 23. I would, I, would not do that. I would take Jordan Love. That is who I would take there. And the reason being is, let's say Brady doesn't stay, okay? They got Jared Stidham. I have no faith in Jared Stidham. Do you have faith in Jared Stidham? No, I don't. So, who's playing quarterback there next year? Okay, Tom Brady. I think Jordan Love has a lot of the physical attributes to be a great quarterback. Um, and I think even if Tom Brady stays, Tom Brady's not playing forever here. Um, I, I don't think he is a long-term uh, great possibility. I think Brady's good. He definitely regressed this year. 
Um, but I think this does beg the question. Let's say Brady does stay. They're still competing. It's not like the Patriots aren't competing. They definitely took a dip. So if Brady does stay, I, I think their draft is going to be very telling on how positive they are if Brady's staying. If they draft a quarterback, I, I have less hope that Brady is staying. But if they draft a weapon like a receiver, I have much more hope that he is staying. Absolutely. And that's um, why I would take a I think that makes sense. A lot of people don't think he's going to stay. Um, and I, I, I'm not saying whether he is or isn't. I, I, I have no clue, obviously. I, I can't really tell a ton, but most people, like most you know, big analysts, think that he will not be staying. So in my opinion, Jordan Love is the best option for the Patriots. Now, Chris, you submitted this. You're my guy. So I wanted to do a Brown segment, okay? Because I, I know he, my buddy Chris is a Browns fan. Uh, we've talked about football a couple times before. So I wanted to give a Brown segment. So the Browns have, I don't know, what do they have? The 10th, 11th, 12th pick, something, something around there. I don't know what pick they have. Off the top of my head. You got I'll, the, I'll find it real quick. I don't know. It's, it's something like that. Um, there's someone who had an insanely amazing um, combine, and that is Makai Becton from Louisville, the offensive tackle. That is 100% who I would want them to get. They got 10th? 10th. 10th. Perfect. Um, I think offensive tackle was a huge need. Greg Robinson was not cutting it, and he, uh, he got in a little bit of trouble at the border. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Greg Robinson uh, got arrested with like 160 pounds of marijuana at the wow. border. Uh, that's a couple too many. Um, so Mackay Becton would be the guy that I think he had such an amazing combine, and I think he's the best offensive tackle in the draft. Um, there's a couple other guys that are good. You have Willis Jr. from Alabama and Wirfs from Iowa, um, both good players. Andrew Thomas is projected really high um, from Georgia. I think there's a lot of great players um, at the tackle position. I don't think there's... Um, like, you know, top tier, like amazing players, although Makai Becton did do really, really well. If Makai Becton is there at 10, um, which I think there's a possibility that he, he isn't, but Makai Becton would be the guy that uh, I would want to take um, if I were the Browns. Um, pretty much any of those top two or three guys I think would be good. In my opinion, they got to go offensive tackle. I know Joe Sherbert just said that he's leaving, so uh, linebacker might not be um, too bad of an option. I mean, you guys, you do have people like Patrick McQueen and Kenneth Murray. I don't. I think it'd be a little bit of a reach for both of them. Not quite. Um, you know, you know, maybe going down might not be the worst option for them, um, too, if that's what they decide to do. But tackle such a big need. So my best, you know, my big opinion, I would go with Makai Becton. Yeah. So I totally agree with you. I think the Browns need an offensive tackle. Their offensive line has struggled. But I just thought of another, a guy who. I was quoted as saying he would I be do a remember great you Patriot, this. and that's Cole Komet from Notre Dame. In this particular mock draft, um, he's he's going twentieth, but if he is there at twenty three, he's another guy that I would be I would really like to have him. Um, yeah, because we need a tight. We need a. Here's tight end. the thing about the tight ends. I think this tight end draft is very weak. Um, Cole Komet even has some questions. He's not the fastest player ever, um, and he isn't big enough. I think I like him. to be uh, you know super big receiver. You did you did say on this podcast you wanted Cole Komet. Um, I, they definitely need a tight end. I think they got they got issues there. The the Patriots have a couple issues. They they got some big you know long term holes. I think um, probably more than most teams. Um, but I I would not go tight end if I was the Patriots. I, I think there's much more pressing needs like receiver, possibly quarterback, um, even defensive lineman. I think um, could be big for them. Um, but let's let's move forward. Let's get past the NFL combine. We're going to go to college basketball. Um, and I know Trevor, you wanted to talk about someone that Ben O'Brien uh, is a big fan of, Obi Toppin. Um, he's, you know, kind of in the running for play of the year. So, Trevor, what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so Dayton, and again, I've, I've talked about this multiple times. I'm sure Ben loves hearing this, but Dayton is just so good. They're such a fun team to watch. And Obi Toppin, because, you know, I, obviously the, the player of the year award, he's one of the players in, uh, I think, with like Peyton Pritchard and maybe you could say Devon Dotson, maybe Luca Garza. 
in contention to get the Player of the Year award. And I think right now that I think Obi Toppin deserves it because Dayton is a top-five team in the country. They're 27-2. and 27-2, that's just insane. And he's, I mean, the numbers he's putting up, I think, is phenomenal. Don't discredit him just because he's on a non-Power 6 conference team. I think he deserves a Player of the Year award as it stands at this moment. Yeah, Obi Toppin is uh, is truly such a fabulous player. It, it, it's so fun to watch him. I, th- I think kind of the more interesting thing, I'm very interested to see where he gets drafted. Um, you know, when you're not at one of these like enormous schools like that, unless you're like John Morant, it's it's very interesting to see what he's gonna be drafted because he was mocked. I mean, Ben, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Like, he was mocked late first round um, to start, um, and now he's. I mean, there's mock drafts that have him as high as a top five pick. You know, like three or four, um, which I think is probably a little high um, just from what I've seen of him. I I do think he is a lottery pick and probably a top ten pick, but it'll be interesting um, to see where he goes. Ben, you want you want any input on Obi Toppin? Uh, he's fantastic. <laughs> Good input. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's shooting about 63% from the field, 20 points per game, about eight rebounds mm-hmm. Which Dayton on is, a top-five team. Dayton is the best—I uh, believe they're the best shooting team in, in, the, uh, in the nation at the moment. Um, and last game, they shot like 72% from the 72%. field. 72%. They missed one two-pointer all game. Yeah, against— um, David, they played Davidson. Davidson, Davidson, yes, yeah. Davidson, um, who's gotten some good players. They didn't play—they haven't been as good as uh, they projected to do, but they do have some good players. Um, so do you see Obi Toppin winning— uh, the one award, do you think it's Luca Garza? Um, what do you think? If you, your best guess, it's tough to predict what who they'll say. I mean, it's but it's got to be Obi. Like when you're a top five team and you're putting up those types of numbers, you know, Oregon's kind of falling back a little bit, so it's less likely it's Pritchard. It could be Dotson, but I don't. I don't think his numbers are as nearly as great as um, Toppin. So. I think it's got to be Toppin. Yeah, I, I don't it, see. How. In my opinion, I mean, it's it's Toppin or Garza. I think really yeah, it comes he, down he's to good numbers too. It comes down to you know, are you okay with giving it to a, a, a not Power Six team, which is stupid. But I mean, that's kind of what it goes down to. Are you are you okay with giving this you know award to a not Power Six team? Um, and I'm I'm okay with it. I, I think Toppin played the best this year, and I, I'd be 100 percent good with him winning the award. Um, but let's move on as we are running short on time here um, to a couple NBA topics real quick. Uh, first one up is about Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum has went on a tear recently. His past couple games, he has 32, 33, 36, 41, 28, and 39 points um, over about the past, I don't know, week and a half, two weeks. Um, obviously, we know Jason Tatum's really good. Um, you know, he was he was an all-star, correct? Yeah, he yep. was an all-star. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, he's had a fabulous year. Trevor, give, give me some thoughts on Jason Tatum. What do you think? So coming up. Uh... And so Jason Tatum, he was in our class, our high school class, class yep. 2016. Um, he is who I personally thought should have been the number one pick in the 20, I think it's 2017. Yeah, 2017 NBA draft. He was not. He was picked third. Markel Fultz and Lonzo Ball were both picked ahead of him. Now, mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell, who was picked, I believe, 13th. You can argue maybe he's the best player in that class, but... Um, Jason Tatum has just been phenomenal. He's fine. It finally seems like he's uh, starting to live up to what maybe a, like the number one pick should mm-hmm. be it, that and I thought he was going to be. I just want to say real quick, um, real quick. Yeah, that draft to me was amazing. Yeah. The fact that the Celtics traded back, knew that they they wanted Tatum the whole time, and they traded back and still got him. I think that is amazing. I mean, it shows the uh, the ability of. Uh, Who's their GM? Danny Ainge. Danny, Danny Ainge. Thank you. I was like, I, I, I know who it is. Danny Ainge, it shows the ability of Danny Ainge and how great of a GM he is. But continue, Trevor. Yeah, so just, like, it's insane in the last, like, 10 or so games. Like, he had 32 against Houston. He had 
33 against Utah, 36 against Portland, 41 against the Lakers. He had 28 against Minnesota. Like, he's just been putting up just insane numbers. And, you know, I was listening to C.J. McCollum, uh, his podcast, The Pull-Up Pod, and the comparison they threw out there, I don't know if it was C.J. or Jordan that threw out there, but they were comparing him to Paul George, and I think it's a pretty fair comparison. Now, he obviously, Paul George is one of the elite defenders in the league. Tatum isn't quite there yet. But the offensive skills that Tatum has are very similar to Paul George. You know, he, he seems to have, like, pretty much everything. He seems to have a complete game. And it's also interesting how he really steps up when he, when, like, so, like, Kyrie was the best player of the Celtics a couple years ago, and then he got injured. Jason Tatum stepped up, and they almost beat the Cavs. You know, he had, like, that poster on LeBron, yep. and they almost defeat, they almost beat the Cavs. I mean, they were one game away. And then, you know, now with Kemba out, Tatum's kind of doing the same thing now. And it's pretty clear uh, to me at this moment that Tatum's got to be like a top, definitely top 20 player in the league. I would say, I think he might be top 15 at this point, top 15 player in the league. He's just been phenomenal. He He's really such a great player. It's 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 kind of crazy seeing him, you know, go on this tear. And you look at like Fultz and Ball, they haven't really done it. I mean, Ball's not terrible. And Fultz even has been playing a little bit better, but both of them not worth where they were at. Um, so let's let's move on. You want to do the last topic that we have written down, or you want to you want to end it here? What do you think? Um, I think we're all right. We can always do it uh, in a future week. Okay, sounds good. Um, let's go right into our quick prediction to finish off the episode. My quick prediction today is that Bowling Green, our our Falcons basketball team, will clinch a share. I think they will tie with Akron a share of the uh, MAC regular season championship. Trevor, what do you think? All right. So my uh, the West Virginia Mountaineers college basketball team who I have liked since I was very young. They have been reeling recently. They're now 19 and 10. 6 of 7, right? Yes, 6 of 7. Probably going to fall out of the top 25. Well, they are going to fall out of the top 25. They play number 2 Baylor, who also got upset by TCU this week at home. And we're going to need this one, and I am predicting it, that we will upset Baylor uh, this week at home. I, by how much we're by a point or two like we're gonna pull it out last minute you know we're gonna somehow You're like, pull how much what win. a dumb question we're barely gonna win but we're <laughs> going to pull out the win because we need a bad all right it's a it's a good take i i like it I, I think it's definitely a possibility they're at home you said yeah they're at home in that game so right. they, they, they definitely need it because got a chance right now they'd probably be down at probably an eight or nine seed i would think so yeah they need this one yeah all right, well, that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, go follow us on Twitter, at SmallBallerPod, and follow all four of us on Twitter. Eh, ben doesn't care about us. Eh, follow all four of us on Twitter. Why not? Follow Ben especially. Yes, go follow Ben. I mean, I don't even go on my Twitter, so if yes. you want to follow me and see nothing, then go for it. Yeah, go follow Ben. Why not? If you're in France, send us a tweet, please. We, I really want to know no, who you are. Send a beignet. Yeah, yeah, send whatever that is. And I want, I want to hear from you very bad. Max, thank you as always for being a wonderful producer. Um, we are now on multiple podcast platforms. Anywhere you could possibly get your podcast, we're there. So go you know, go give us a download. Uh, give us that five-star review. And uh, also leave a, a worded review about how we do on the podcast. We really appreciate it. And we look at all of that. Um, so that being said, thank you all so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Go Falcons.